Hi guys, this is my first ever post on Reddit and I made a new account just to post this story so please bear with me. I'm 5 foot 3, about 105 pounds and 21 years old and this happened to me this morning, New Year's Day 2020. Also just a warning, this is long but it's really weird and unsettling and I was hoping someone here could help me come up with a theory or a motive this man had because I'm going insane not knowing and scaring myself even more. So my boyfriend Jack and I went out to a bar to celebrate New Year's Eve. I noticed he was possibly getting a little too drunk at the bar, so I suggested we go home. He agreed. This was around 12.30am. We had been drinking since 8. We got home and Jack just stumbles into the mudroom and lays on the ground. I was super exhausted, being drunk, and also dealing with a drunk person. So I took this opportunity to lock back the door we came through before I forget. After that, we go upstairs and go to bed. So a little bit of background. I always lock my bedroom door, even if the front and back door are locked, because after watching the Ted Bundy documentary of him breaking into college students' house in, just had me so freaked out. In addition, my bedroom is on the third floor of the house, and just rationally the last bedroom that you get to if you walk to the house, not knowing the layout, and you enter the rooms as you encountered them. Anyway, I locked my bedroom door before bed the night before because I had a bad feeling but just wrote it off as my general anxiety, but Jack got up to pee during the night and didn't relock it. Anyway, at about 7.45 in the morning, I woke up to hit my bedroom door opening and immediately thinking it should be locked and I dart my head up to see what's going on. Jack is also lying next to me, closest to the door at this point. I look up to the door just in time to see a man open my door and my blood runs cold. He spots my boyfriend and then slowly closes the door and walks calmly back to the stairs. He was wearing a baseball hat with his head at a slightly downward tilt, coupled with the darkness in my room, completely shrouded his face. Possibly wearing a flannel type shirt as a t-shirt, it was open like a flannel. I wasn't able to see or make out any other details other than the fact that he looked on the younger side and was skinnier. But he walks in. I think he only looked at my boyfriend. I'm not even sure if he saw me look at him. At first, I thought my roommate's boyfriend walked into the wrong room drunkenly, and I dismiss it because I'm startled by what's going on. Mind you, this whole deal happened within the span of a few seconds. Then my boyfriend asked me who that was and if he should check it out. He didn't see the man, but he was also woken by the sound of my door opening, and also heard the footsteps go back down the stairs. Me not fully comprehending said no not to check anything out, but about 15 seconds after I said no, I told him that there isn't supposed to be anyone else in the house as all my roommates were away. We hop out of bed and throw on some sweats and grab a pair of scissors for defence and I leave my room trying to find out what's going on. We headed downstairs for about one or two minutes after I saw the man at my door. I'm calling the police as my boyfriend Jack grabs a knife and goes through all the rooms of the house, making sure it's clear. As we're checking, I notice the front and back door is still locked, although the windows are unlocked and they're still all closed. At first glance, it doesn't even look like anyone had been in the house at all. Everything was just as it was, nothing touched or ransacked. The police luckily showed up in about 5 minutes, really quick response time so I was appreciative, and began to search the house. We had to file a report and fill out some statements, but all in all they weren't able to find anything but a set of possible fingerprints on the outside of our ground floor windows because there was such little evidence. I think some of the officers were doubting what I'd seen. 
They asked me if I could have been dreaming it since I'd just woken up from a night of drinking when it happened. Or if possible a friend just decided to crash out at our place without telling us. And I said sir, I've never been more positive in my life about what I saw. I didn't perceive the threat immediately, but there was no doubt in my mind that it was real. There was not even a person who could have possibly been there and done that, as we don't have a large friend group and rarely see anyone and have anyone over. Then the officer and my roommates texted, asked if I could look at all the rooms and see if anything was taken. So as I mentioned, my bedroom's in the last bedroom you'd reach if you went through the house logically, meaning two of my roommates' rooms were on the second floor before mine. I checked every bedroom and all valuables were untouched. I sent pictures of my roommates' Apple laptops, watches and AirPods etc, and they all said nothing had even been slightly moved. So this man took nothing. Also, all the bedroom doors were still closed, as if no one had entered them. I have no proof he'd even entered my room. So, this is where I get super freaked out. Before the police leave, they ask if I have any past issues with stalkers or restraining orders etc, and I said I haven't. They said what was really weird about the break-in was not only that there was so little evidence that anyone broke in, but also that we had three cars in our driveway. One of my roommates is abroad right now, so her car is here, including mine and Jack's. So for a strange looking in, there seems to be at least three people here at the moment. I left the lights on throughout the house, so it looked like more people were home. You can tell I'm a very paranoid person, which is terrifying that the man still felt comfortable creeping in an occupied home. Secondly, the fact that this man not only got caught breaking and entering, but the calmness of walking back down the stairs after I saw him just sends chills down my spine. I have no other way to describe it other than that he was acting like he had the right to be in my home, just accidentally opened the wrong door. The police also said that it's very unusual for the thief to look up, as in close the window and door he came in through after being caught, because he took nothing. It worries me that his motives were more sinister than that, and that he could possibly come back. Why would a burglar enter a house that looks as if it has three individuals in it? Why was he so calm? If he was there to rob me, why were the first two floors seemingly untouched? There were other weird details that I can't recall right now because honestly I've been agonising over this the entire day and feel very uncomfortable. If anyone has any theories as to what possibly could be going on here or what his motives were, it would be a tremendous help. I'm not looking for a benign answer, like if he was confused or drunk or something, because that's not the case. I can't even explain the feeling of fear that ran through me when I saw a man at my door. So to the man who woke me up on New Year's Day, let's never meet again. Not an English speaker, I'm Asian. I was visiting my six year old nephew in California who's on the spectrum and nonverbal and decided to go play at the park. And this is not the first time I brought him to the same park. When we arrived, there was a couple of kids with their parents playing in the playground. My nephew then decided to run and climb a tree far from the playground, so I followed and helped him sit in a fairly low branch. He was happy. Then I just heard this voice asking if she can ask a question. I didn't know if this was directed at me, so I didn't mind it. Then she started walking towards us with her hands in her pocket. This woman's in her late 20s, early 30s, wearing sweatpants and a hoodie with a backpack on. 
She then shouted a series of questions to which I was indifferent until she said, Put your hands where I can see them. Seeing that we were alone at the far side of the park and that there is no police car nearby to at least confirm that she is an officer, I grabbed my nephew who didn't want to be carried and headed towards the playground where there are people. She followed us aggressively, asking, Can I ask you a question? And is he your brother? Hey, why are you holding him like that? I just answered, He's my nephew, we're fine. I was panicking. I'm a short guy, a foreigner, and my nephew's starting to have a meltdown. Her hand is still in her pocket, and I've seen enough crime movies, so sorry, no, you can't ask me a question. I have no idea what's going on, but my gut feeling told me to get away as soon as possible. When she asked me if the person at the bench were my parents, I told her yes, so she'll go away. I realise they're white. Finally, we're at the playgrounds, and the woman was still there. She shouted at a couple sitting on a bench that were not responsive to her questions, and they made this call 911 on me. The couple responded that they'll watch us. I told the couple that the kid is on the spectrum, and I'm his uncle, and that the woman has been staring at us and was creepy. The wife told me that she understands, since she has a neighbour on the spectrum. I don't know if I'm overreacting, but I was really scared. We played on the swings for a little bit longer just to show everyone that he is my nephew. I then told my nephew that it's bath time, which he loves, so we can walk home. I made sure I locked the doors when we got home in case she followed us. I was so creeped out. Was I overreacting over what happened, or was it harmless? I met John at a party when I was 21. He was handsome and a very smooth talker. Honestly, I hated him the first time we talked. He stole my hat and refused to give it back until I gave him my number. Instead of listening to my gut feeling I had, I gave in. We ended up texting back and forth and eventually decided to go on a date. Turned out that John lived just around the corner to me. Right off the bat, he told me about his mental health issues, bipolar, OCD, depression, anxiety. He assured me that he was taking medication for all of them. I was studying psychology in college and thought my knowledge of mental health could be beneficial to our relationship. I opened up to him about my own traumas and hardships, which bonded us. After a couple of months, I started to notice something was off. He would have these grandiose ideas about our relationship and his future for about a week or two. Then after some time, he would stop going into work. He'd lie about it all day until he would finally blow up on me telling me he was so anxious that he spent the whole morning throwing up. I tried to be supportive of him. I told him there were other jobs he could try out, but he would always bring it back to how little I knew about hard work. I quietly noticed his highs and lows were like clockwork. He'd cycle through every six to eight weeks. I knew it was his bipolar, but he'd assured me that he was taking his medication. Throughout the relationship, he became extremely possessive. If a man looked at me while we were walking down the street, he would accuse me of knowing him and wouldn't talk to me for the rest of the day. He would constantly accuse me of cheating on him with every person who looked at me. I felt like I couldn't talk to men or even dress nicely because I was afraid of attracting any attention. We broke up several times throughout the 9 month period. He'd say he couldn't be with me and then 2 weeks later have a list of things he planned on doing if I took him back. He'd tell me all the ways he could work to improve himself in our relationship and I trusted him. I could only take so much of the ups and downs, and when I found out he wasn't taking his medication or seeing the therapist he'd promised, I told him I couldn't do it anymore. He was furious. He texted me long rants about how worthless I was. 
and no one to ever be with me or connect with me. I was too privileged to ever make a difference in life. I was terrified. About three weeks after, I ended all communication, blocked his number and social media. He began to stalk me and harass me. Living so close was suddenly only convenient for him and my own personal hell. One night around 3am, I heard pounding on my window. I was terrified. I couldn't move. The pounding grew louder and louder and more intense. I slowly slipped out of my bed and onto the floor. It was with that that he started calling my name. After about 50 minutes of fear, it was quiet. I called my mum and then the police. The police found a piece of paper taped to my door in red, scribbled letter in. It said that he knew that we belonged together and that he'd make sure we ended up together. I was shocked. The police told me that since the relationship was so off and on, that it was my fault. I needed to be more clear about what I wanted. Throughout the next couple of months, he'd jump outside my bedroom window and watch me. I continued to call the police who told me that I didn't need to file a report and that just calling was good enough. He also began using his friend's social media to harass me, begging me to give him another chance. He even emailed my school email to attempt to get to talk to me again. I eventually contacted the school who personally delivered a letter to him, banning him from the campus. This only made him more angry. He texted me from my friend's phone telling me that unless I texted him back, he would come to the campus whenever he wanted just to intimidate me. That was the final straw. I went to the police and filed a report. Eventually, he found a new girlfriend and the stalking stopped. However, just last week, I was talking on the train and saw him staring at me from another train car. His eyes were so dark and empty. I truly hope that I never see or hear from him again.